It was years ago that the abbess, still tall and fair, came to reside in the confines of Kresk, the wintry and forested town. The abbey had been there almost as long as she could remember, a cloistered building of bone white, its graying walls visibly darkening against the fresh snow from disuse. But then it was named the Abbey of St. Traft. And that was when she took responsibility. She could still remember him, the legendary man who brought justice to lands near and far, to the shining fields and towers of Gavney. His face was stern, but not grim. There was a softness behind his strength. And now he was dead. She'd seen him once. Just the once, before taking ownership of the old and poorly maintained stone walls of the abbey. A wispy figure, faint and flickering. Candescent manifest will of the man she served. There was nothing she could do for him. But all those years ago, as she looked toward the rest of her existence, she thought she could perhaps help others. That was a long time ago, and she had changed much. The town had changed much, grown about her like roots tangling from a tree, and she had become a rumor, a whisper on lips. She knew what they thought of her, and her quiet solitude on the snowy hill, only surrounded by those under her care. But she had fixed them. And soon, she spoke out loud, tracing a hand along the red-haired head of the woman resting on smooth sheets before her. Soon you'll fix him, and they'll be safe. But first, they must remember we care. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Believe me, I wouldn't have continued saying that if I didn't consider that an option. Now at least I have an out. Uh, welcome back to Curse of Innistrad. Uh, this last session, we uh, wrapped up any sort of dealings that our party had, uh, for the moment at least, in uh, Heron's Lighthold. And after obtaining some resources and recommendations from uh, Sir Godfrey and the kind of division of the order there, as it seemed for the time being, uh, our group looked to relighting the beacon that they had been suggested was the uh, path to fixing things there. They didn't find any immediate results as a possibility. However, through interpretations of a few ideas, suggestions, and in particular, a strange sight that beheld Faustus at the top of the uh, tower that had held housed the beacon itself. Uh, from there, uh, they could see, compiling these assumptions, the idea that it would take the angel feathers of Vionia to relight said beacon which are very possibly held within uh, Maurer Estate. So, with that resolved and needing to get back on the road, uh, in searching for a better place to stay for the night and con uh, following suggestions of a place where there are good people who may be willing to lend aid and the statement that, uh, in a letter to Grimhild, that Yulia had visited the village of Kresk a place that you've been informed of being a bit closed off to the outside world, which was to its advantage in many ways. But at this particular uh, point in time, based on the deeds and other feats you have accomplished in your time, when you arrived there, you were welcomed in, not specifically with open, uh, open arms, but pretty friendly. Um, from uh, there, you met the Baron Kreskov, who uh, 
while Stern invited you in and seeing inside the snow dusted town, found that it was a commune of sorts where everyone seemed to be on high watch, but working together to create a very tight knit community where everything was getting done to much higher work and in a much healthier and safer way than you had seen anywhere else in Stencia in general, even the areas outside of the Outland Valleys. So we went a bit further than that, but I was in a bit of a rush to try and close things out for the night being. And I would like to rewind the clock just a bit. This doesn't need to be anything major. I just want to get a specifics from you all of what you were doing at the time that after in the uh, low light of the setting sun and the many burning bonfires about how after the uh, younger lady Marjorie took you aside to try and find jobs you could help around with to earn your keep for the night. Uh, what is it that all of you did precisely? Uh, Nick has never been uh, close to a sheep except uh, at a table. So, uh, but he figures that, I mean, it's, it's, it's cutting, it's cutting things off a sheep, but it'll probably be fine. You know, uh. idiot country people do it all the time. <laughs> Shearing. So easy. Salt the earth, clay of the land, you know, morons. Um, Bring in so. crops or other field type things. Sure. Logging and whatever type of animal handling they need. Mostly lumber. I it's guess almost like these forest people are good for this. It's interesting as you uh, offered help out with lumber. They definitely take you up on it. It seems that there isn't a lot of just actively cutting things down, however, as it's basically a by-need basis. However, still stripping the trees and turning it into usable boards and the like is something they're more than happy to have taken up on. And what about Grimhild, Conrad, and Faustus? Faustus will probably mend whatever random broken or warped shit they have. Okay. We'll get to that in a moment. What about Conrad and Grimhild? Working at the Smith. Okay. I believe I was doing carpentry and stuff like that. Sure. All right, because I wrote really well. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, I do not specifically need rolls from any of you. If any of you would like to roll to accomplish something in particular, that is very much an option. Um, However, let's see. Uh, So in rough order, um, Nick, you're ushered off to uh, a series of quite uh, gnarled men, uh, large beards, looking over the sheep. Uh, A few of them set aside. uh, have a number of rough knives that they don't... uh, (laughs) keep quite as fine because it's sharp but specifically for this purpose um and it's seeing the process though you know the idea of knife work it's a lot more effort obviously that goes into it than simply being dexterous with the blade it's a lot more brute force in fact but also knowing where to cut um for Lyria, the process is relatively simple there's always harvesting to be done a few people chatter with you idly um get comments on your uh Garb being not really anything they've seen before. Not even anything that fancy people wear. It's different. Grove, the process is smooth enough. You have some lumber to take in, chop up. Uh, You find yourself working with uh, just a couple men in particular. Uh, One of them absolutely massively broad-shouldered, his face uh, a tangle of hair, but completely shaven clean on top. He, along with uh, another wiry man... uh, help mark out the areas for you to help cut down to begin with, and are pretty pleased with the amount of skill you put into the clear-cutting of trees. Uh, for the rest of the time, though, it's 
there's always animals to be taken care of. No matter where you are in the world, if there's enough people together, there will be animals to take care of. Yeah, he just busies himself with, you know, one chore to the next until everything's done. It's the good old-fashioned work. He's used to it. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's a constant flow, but it's, again, not particularly aggressive. Um, people are cordial, but really, they let you do your work. Conrad, uh, what... So, what is the type of things he's used to smithing? What does he do with smithing as a skill, in general? Not specifically here. What does he do? Um, how, do you, when, how do you pick it up? When he was called upon to do it for the church, he would mostly do it to uh, repair weapons for the monster hunting efforts, things of that nature. But here and there, just tools, you know, farming implements. Sure. Things of that nature. Yeah. Um, you find, easily enough, far more of the second than the first. Um, tools are a common resource. It's whatever one needs to use. Um, the smith, a incredibly broad-shouldered woman, stiff chin, uh, hair swept back. Uh... Kala, her name is. She is brusque with you. A bit seems a bit odd at sharing her uh, forge with someone else. But after seeing the amount of work you put in, is uh, at least happy to have the help on hand for the time being. You see, to a number of rakes, hoe the sides. It's it's simple work. It's not the finest things you've ever worked on in the past. There are a few blades that go by, um, mostly small knives and a few arrowheads that you see being uh, prepared over to the side, but it's nothing too complicated. Sure. So, Grimhills, what sort of woodworking do you do? I don't know, probably either repairing or making new furniture. If they are like, getting a house set up, I could probably help with like, joists and stuff. I don't know. Sure. Whatever they need. No, that's definitely fine. Um, I was just wondering if she had any particular field of expertise. Um I mean, as for it, things to murder vampires with. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty simple skill to have. Um, sure, though. Um, there's a few minor reparations that need to be done around. Um, carpentry is common as something here, but it's not something that is necessarily done to fine degrees. And in your practice and uh, training, you have a certain amount of skill at doing this more than many of these folks. You get a few thankful glances and. Again, it's mostly quiet, hearty work that you're doing alongside a number of other individuals. Um, particularly, there is an effort in setting up a house for the time being. The walls, is, uh, really, it was just the finishing efforts to be put in to begin with. It is interesting to note that while there are many trees around here, and some trees don't go through some of the larger houses, as I may have mentioned another time, frequency of Hawthorne, um, they're not really tending to put them through the houses as you would do as the style in other places in Stensia. This happens from time to time, but it seems just purely because of the size of the houses to begin with. <laughs> not many of them are so grand as to conveniently let one through. And Faustus. It's interesting. How often have you been places where magic is not common? It's not, like, incredibly seen all over the place, even in uh, Nefalia. But has he gone many places exploring before? No, adventuring. He's been mostly in uh, his home city and at the university of the same city, so he's got a fair amount of exposure to magic, but not much exposure to the mundane. So I'm curious, um, how does he end up uh, presenting the ability to repair something to begin with? How does the one broach that? I'm Just bring me whatever broken things you have around here. If they're only broken once... 
or if they're not broken at all, but chipped or dented or hinges are missing, I can fix them. You a smith, then? Yes, basically. Right, that should be simple enough, then you can follow that one. She points over to where uh, Conrad had been issued off to, across the snow-dusted roads. Yeah, he'll go over and look at the pile of whatever they uh, brought him to fix. The pile of things that are presented are most—it's mostly uh, farming implements on poles of varying types, uh, hoes, rakes. He'll start They're, looking through the pile. Sure. What are you trying to find? Anything in particular? Stuff with clean breaks or uh, simple breaks that basically whatever mending can actually fix. Yeah. Um, clean breaks or uh, non-functional breaks. Why don't we look up the specifics? That don't take me very long. I'm curious how good mending is. Uh, either way, as long as you're looking for that, it doesn't take very long for you to find something of the sort. There's some things that are more mangled as heads of uh, hose shattered against stones, but there's a couple other ones where they either have a single break or a heavy bend. Single break or tear in an object you touch. Tear is no longer than one foot in any dimension. Okay. So, as you uh, find it and remove it from the pile, uh, you get a holler over from the other woman. Uh, oh, that one should be... a. Uh, Bit of heating to get the head back in the proper place if you don't really seem the type for heavy work like that. You want to hand it over? No, I've got it. I'll, I'll come back with it in a minute. All right. So and do you do take, it? He'll take oh, it out back of the uh, smithy and uh, cast mending. So what does mending look like? Uh, probably just a simple, like, holding his hand over it and then a uh, blue aura around the object as it starts to... Uh, What's broken starts to work its way back into place. Okay. There's a, a sound as the metal resets itself into place. A few other just minor imperfections across its surface. Clip uh, back, though. Not nearly as deep or anything that, had they been problematic, would have made this convenient. But it takes just a little bit of time for its in condition again. Yeah, he'll bring it back in and uh, throw it on a pile of fixed things. As you arrive back, she doesn't really even notice that you got back yet <laughs> with the speed of that. Um, she looks over, uh, as she's looking over Conrad's thing, she hears the clunk as it lands in the pile and turns back around. Weren't you going to go fix it? It's fixed. You see her eyes trail down to... I... <laughs> Is he pulling a prank on me? Says, turning to Conrad. Is this <sighs> a wonder, thing you do? I wonder that myself sometimes. I whispered to the metal. It told me its secrets. And I convinced it to turn itself back. Yes, that sounds about right. She stands there, a uh, hand on her hip. The other hand that had been holding a hammer just moments before flips it over and presses it against the ground. He'll start reaching down into the broken pile and picking up an armful of broken things. You're an inquisitor, right? She says, looking Connor. That's okay, right? Whatever he's doing. Yes. I'll leave you to it then. That looks like good work. Just as she walks away, yes, that particular spell. <laughs> Your approval is noted. And yeah, he'll take the pile out back. Mm, time for a full lecture. As you uh, work on these, how far behind the uh, smithy are you going? Uh, just basically out of sight. He's not really going to bother going really far away. Sure. Mostly because he doesn't want to want an audience more than he's afraid of anything. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so as you, uh, step back around again, bring back another fresh load of, uh, repaired equipment. 
just kind of offhandedly in conversation to Conrad. So we don't get many big church folk around here. What brings you this far? Well, at this point, my mission is no secret. I have a bone to pick with Streff and Mara. <laughs> I should have guessed. Same as the last one. Yes, well, hope springs eternal, right? I suppose it does. Well, if you need some fine working, I think I still have some of the guides given to me last time. Really? Nothing particularly complicated. It's just the layered armor. Had very specifications on the silver. I would still love to see it. I think I have it somewhere. Uh, it might take me a little bit. want to get some of this work done, at least. <laughs> How many wolf pelts must I gather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing to sort, though. If you wish to kill wolves, we have work of that, too. I want you to kill six snowmoos. <laughs> <laughs> Grove, like, runs around the corner. What you say? <laughs> I'm good at that. Close, close enough to hear that? Oh, easily. Uh, he walks back in and throws his pile of stuff on the ground. I, what did you say you had? Rude. Uh, some leftover ideas presented. A piece of armor. From a multi-layered piece of chain. Uh, was another person from the church. Lady came by a few years back. Uh, what's she working on? Uh, she is currently working on uh, just a simple scythe. She had this blade uh, cooling for just a moment as, that she was talking. Um, but I've been stepping back over to uh, pull the metal back out with the tongs. Is there another set of uh, gloves? Yeah. He sticks his hand into them and grabs the tongs out of her hand. Oh, I... thing all right there. Go find them. Go find that note. He'll hand the tongs toward uh, Conrad. Faustus, you're doing it again? Doing what? You're making the face. What face? This is my normal face. Indeed. So, I apologize, and yes, I would love to see the notes if you have them. Uh, Should just be a moment, I suppose, if you want to finish this one. Of course. Yeah, and she just kind of gives an awkward look and... As she steps out, the kind of this smithy is op- to the open air, obviously, not to fill up the entire area with uh, constant belching smoke. Um, so as she steps out through the front opening, you see her converse with um, one of the fellows who had been bringing a few more pieces over, had them having a larger staff on hand for fixing things. Um, she says a few words to him, kind of gives a stern nod and a clap on the shoulder. He wanders over. Uh, Older gentleman balding on top just stands next to the smith as she wanders off down uh, a little bit down the road uh, towards the house. It's about uh, ten minutes or so, I would say. Enough time that it's uh, a bit long. But uh, you see her as she pushes back in. Uh, You've pretty much finished up the scythe by this point, fixing it into the wooden uh, shaft of it. As she returns, uh, she has a few papers in hand held in a... Not exactly book binding, but more over two pieces of leather that seem to have been properly cured to be hardened. It's a bit of a time. I hadn't had to pull them out for a while. She says, arriving back. Yeah, uh, a few other things in there. This is will eagerly look at the papers. Yeah, as you uh, open it up, you can you look through and uh, see a few of the different things inside. There's They're all different plans of sorts, a few in different penmanships and writings. And as you turn past a kind of complicated-looking axe, a particularly heavy uh, kind of spike-looking thing, and then you see a very familiar handwriting, which honestly is not something you've seen very much of, other than, especially from that time, other than the things that she left behind. He forgets breathing. 
she wasn't the best at sketching. She was okay. She enjoyed doing it, but it wasn't a skill. However, you see some layered pieces of armor. There's no complicated text. It's nothing prose or even or poetry or anything of the sort. It's simply uh, words measuring out certain methods of metal and saying lacing of leather straps. Uh, it points. It's basically describing a type of steeled mail that has a mesh of silver kind of linked between some of the scales and the chains underneath. The silver in particular is the intended to be blessed. Um, and this was just a set of reinforcement methods that would also make it more resilient to anything that would be repelled by that holy magic. It seemed most of the supplies she was supplying herself. Um, a few ingots of sanctified silver. Uh, some already pre-inscribed leather. It isn't the finest thing you've ever seen as schematics, again, just because of her quality of writing, but at the same time, <laughs> it's something that she created so shortly before everything fell away. Yeah, he'll look at it and try to figure out from what he knows of armoring what she was trying to do. It's not particularly complicated. The actual construction of it may not be your expertise, um, but the concept of looking at it is not particularly difficult. It was basically her attempting to make herself a form of blessed scale mail. May I have this? The smith at this point doesn't specifically seem surprised by you saying anything, my friends. Sure. I I don't think I'm ever going to be making that again. I don't have the resources on hand. Who comes through with blessed silver anyway? Did you make it for her? Best I could. Um, was, it, was it good? I did as best as I could. It was okay for what I did. Lazio, though. Lazio. He he was working here. Passed away the other. Uh, he, though, was a good smith. He did a lot of the difficult work. I was an apprentice for the most part of the time. Finest thing he probably ever made. We're not specifically armorsmiths around here, but I think it was good. Best thing we've ever made, for what that's worth. Impressive. Honestly, it wasn't that difficult, other than the specifications. I really... You don't really get used to handling that much money and resources at any given time. We don't do much buying around here, but still knowing the value that people put on silver. That type of silver. Conrad, did you come through here? No, not this far. Something that would um, definitely be known to you, Conrad, is that she did exploring of the area even before she had gotten everyone there. She didn't right. let them wandering blindly into the Outland Valleys. This would have been before the... Uh... The investigation proper. I see. The initial scouting run, you could say. Did you talk with her? He looks to the smith. Uh, maybe a bit. She was charismatic, talked to most people, so had a few words. I don't really know much, but someone you know, I presume. Talk talk with her more? Uh, certain the Baron and Baroness, they talk to most everyone who comes into the village these days. Which way are they? Oh, you'll see them uh, tonight. Shouldn't be too much longer. Sun's getting a bit low anyway. Yeah, we finish up this last load and take you right to him. All right. He'll grab uh, the pile of stuff he dropped and uh, get back to working on it. Okay. So, with that done, let's fast forward back a little bit to where we were before. Um, I'll say when Faustus sees Nick again, he'll he'll talk to him. Sure. It's uh, when you're starting to get gathered back together, the smith call is guiding you and you see... uh, Nick being led back alongside uh, Grove, Valeria, and you uh, with uh, Lady Marjorie, who originally was helping guide you to all the locations where you could be of service. He is uh, 
fastidiously but uselessly trying to pick wool out of various parts of his clothing, fingernails and the like. Nick? You ever shear a sheep, Festus? No. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I wonder if there's an easy way to do that. I suppose you could burn it just at the skin, maybe. Very light. Wouldn't that undo the entire point, Marjorie says. Yeah, I mean, you want the wolf, so if you burn, if you burn it, and it burns pretty easy. Yes, but lots of spells create fire that doesn't leave heat or burn outside its target. Oh, you're a uh, wielder of magics. I suppose I'll leave that to the agriculturalists at the university. Are they call them spring sages or something like that? There are the different sorts of sages that are the specific mage lines. Okay, then yeah. Yes, the spring sages. You should know, Nick. A small group from the church stopped here two years ago. She had things smithed. I don't know who may have been here. Huh. Uh, uh, it's not like Jack was a particularly memorable guy. Anyway, I doubt that uh, anyone would even remember him if he was here. The smith had notes left over. <laughs> yeah, I think Jack could technically write. Uh, what, from, like, everybody? Or I don't... What do you mean? I assume just from the people who commissioned work, but <laughs> there may be other traces. Um, oh, I'll take a look. Uh, so I assume if there was work commissioned, uh, that you found something in there. Yes. Yes, a suit of armor woven with bliss silver. And it got made? It was made. The smith said that it was good work done by the late master smith here. Mm-hmm. No armor's impenetrable. No. It was as good as it could be. Yeah. And Faustus will kind of like look at his hands and move his fingers around as if he's casting, but with any spell ever happening. Okay. So, uh, progressing back forward in time a bit more, um, how long would uh, Faustus wait to talk about the circumstances with uh, the Baron and Baroness? Uh, I presume the same situation where they meet you and greet you happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, he would wait till well after the meet and greet until he got some sort of read on the Baron and Baroness. Sure. What sort of read are you looking for? Uh, I mean, basically, first he'll listen for any mention of the raid or mention of the church or any of that. Okay. So um, a few things in line then uh, as we're doing my awkward fast forwarding. Um, similarly, again, you... Uh, arrive at the building and are uh, introduced to uh, the Baroness and once again uh, have greetings from the Baron. And he uh, shows you into the side room where you met up with your uh, wayward companion, Yulia. Uh, I don't... Did we specifically mention how much was shared with her? I know there was a good number of it. Is there anything that was left out of being shared with her? Uh, I think the only thing left out is the fact that Conrad needs a chew toy on the full moon. And, uh, I mean, Nick wasn't privy to this info anyway, but probably, uh, the fact that Faustus yanked some zombies up out of the ground. Yeah, that's oh, probably yeah. another. Yeah, that's probably a secret. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that alone. I thought we told you that we because never need to talk about it again. Didn't want to keep secrets from you. I, I don't think Nick ever heard it, no. No, Faustus isn't going around telling anybody, so... 
All right. Um, she revels in the stories, of course. Um, shares back what little she's done. It's nothing nearly as grand. Um, I ventured over this way, recorded a few more pieces of landscape um, over to the ruins of Berez, but didn't investigate intensely. Um, and mentioned how the area has been driven to simply being swampland at the moment, infested by spirits, snakes, other creatures, though certainly there must be some remnants there. Um, but other than that, it is mostly a simple path of arriving here. Um, as it approaches the dinner time, you are sat down to, uh, to hearty food. Um, the Baron Baroness is, they're both, uh, Bombastic is not the correct word. Hardy, I feel, almost the same to match their food. They are sturdy folk. Um, the kind to, uh, <laughs> grip your hand when they shake it heavily. Um, laugh it, uh, shakes the room a little bit, but it's not, they don't tend to laugh a lot. But they're warm and welcoming enough. Um, is there anything in particular being brought up over dinner? They aren't particularly aiming the conversation. They talk about how the, um, land is doing these days, the village surviving. Um, I will say, they, uh, at one point, you do get a comment from the Baron, um, so, there's just some... Passing through is a bit of an odd thing to happen by in our town. Was there anything you were looking for in particular? <laughs> is that a no? He says, he pours a heavy glass of wine. Rest, information, curiosity, sucker oh. and aid in our quest... There aren't too many who come in just for curiosity's sake, but I suppose the boons you've given us by this point, it's more than reasonable. But a boon to a quest? What sort of quest might you be doing? Faustus looks into his meal, un never breaking his gaze. <laughs> that sure is some fine uh, <laughs> mutton soup right there, mutton stew. I have a uh, bone to pick with Streff and Mara. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes, well. <laughs> Wait. The Baron frowns, and uh, his wife just gets kind of a far-off look in her eye. She uh, raises her uh, glass up to her face. You're planning to quest in that direction? That's your reason for coming out here? Well, it helps to have a full understanding of oh. the surrounding area. Hmm. Well, I hope we gave you enough understanding to aid you in whatever you're trying to do there. Moreover, we were simply very tired and needed a place to sleep. That is something I can 100% understand. Something we're willing to offer. Still, I suggest you... Well, you wouldn't listen to that idea anyway. <sighs> Just take care in your efforts, one way or another. Indeed. Thank you. Of course. You've done a great deal for us already. Bringing back the wine and then doing good work for us needs no immense thanks. We're taking care of each other. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. He just gives a not exactly smile. It's a nod that an expression on his face, not unlike happiness, but more over a shared understanding of sorts. As he uh, pours more wine into your glass. Well, if you're looking for rest, I suppose, after you finish however much you want. We have more than enough right now. Harvest season. Indeed. Thank you. Of course. Um, the beds in there, sh if everything's fine with them, should be enough. Uh, there's a few blankets underneath them. A few in some of the chests. Uh, nods. Eats. Eventually, when there's not much conversation, he'll ask, uh, Did you entertain a, a woman, an inquisitor, 
for the church two years ago. It's an interesting setup that goes over him, as you say. This at first he tenses, as you mentioned, woman inquisitor, but as soon as you mentioned two years ago, he relaxes again. Yeah, she uh, came through town. It's a lot of good, fine work. But specifically, uh, found some of the couple of criminals wandering vagrantly about, werewolves hunting the roads and all that. Don't tend to see a woman in red-stained armor walking in with a body under each arm, but makes it a pretty easy entry after that. Probably the first time he smiled, maybe ever, that anyone here has seen. Someone you know, or interested in for some reason. Someone very dear to me. Did you help her as much as you could? Depends on what you mean by that, I suppose. If you mean reasonably, we help out those who help out here. We gave her food, place to stay. She did a bit more in here. Mostly hunting was her expertise. A bit of stitch work on that one, apparently. I wasn't much of involved with that. I had other things to oversee. I heard she got along well, though. Stitch work? Fixing things. Uh, torn cloths. Uh, Made sure a couple of the saddles were held right in place. Some straps came loose. It's fine work. Nothing that I particularly handled. Again, I met her. She had a force of personality. Seemed so certain that everything would go her way. Anything you can remember of that visit, I would appreciate knowing. Look through some of my notes from the time. I don't have... A lot to tell you, I'm afraid. She did some things in town, but had other things that she was doing. Visited quite a bit, actually. Used this as a center to explore elsewhere, I suppose. Let's see. Thank you. He'll sigh deeply and look back into his food. The conversation, unless anyone else has things to say, dwindles down over time. It's statements of fact, some minor complaints about weather and the like. And about, of course, how vampires and werewolves make the roads dangerous, but no specifics into that, just complaining about needing to travel these days. But where isn't that a constant in Innistrad? As it settles down, we move back tonight. I know Grimhild went on a walk with Yulia and talked about some more things. Did she... So, um, is there anywhere in particular you're uh, walking with her? How long do you stay out and talk with her? Just a simple statement of warning? or It's been a while. Like, a couple days, which is, I guess, not that much of a while. Like, but, uh, three or four? Maybe five? Yeah. Probably hang out. It's nice to get away from the dude what is a werewolf and the dude what raises the dead. <laughs> and, like, only doesn't raise the righteous dead by because of threat of death. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I think a break from her companions is probably, like, appreciated. Yeah. Um... So you go uh, exploring some of the town, even as it becomes colder and the lights dim from bonfires being extinguished. That said, if there is a way to, like, buy another set of clothes and get mine clean of all of the blood they keep getting covered in, that is probably, like, on the errand list while hanging out. Oh, please, the cleaning part I can do easy. Uh, there was definitely an extra set of clothes, uh, heavier ones than you had before, less less armored, but heavier in that they're uh, made for colder climates, furred. Um, but yeah, if she, uh, if whether you changed out or not, uh, do you have your uh, white yeah, blood stained clothes? I assume I was looking for basically the clean stuff, probably. Yeah, and honestly, my spare clothes are probably also at least a little bit blood stained because I've basically just been covered in it 24-7 for the last, like, half a week. I had a bath. True. Um, but yeah, as you go, Yulia extends just a finger out, uh, 
and taps it onto the edge of the stained clothes. And there is a delay where there's just a tiny bead of light on that spot. Just a simple white colored gem, almost. And then it just washes over very quickly, a matter of seconds, as it just rolls over it. And you can see that the blood and gunk that had been caked onto there over a number of battles in time uh, is just removed following this, this ring of simple white light. That would be incredibly useful in my line of work. I also do weddings and death days. Oh. Yeah, as you uh, walk out a ways, um, you find yourself meandering over under these blackened skies, this pool near the north end of town shimmers and sparkles as if the water is almost dancing despite there being few ripples in it. Um, near its shore, there's this old gazebo that seems to be on the verge of collapse, the roof hanging sideways. Uh, not sideways, but at an angle that some of it has decayed. There's a wooden statue there of a mournful man, paint-chipped and faded, standing in the gazebo with arms outstretched as if waiting to be embraced. She, uh, Yulia traipses inward, the inside of it. So you've had quite the active time from everything I'm hearing so far, yes? Oh, yes. And you've had, as a result, not really any time for rest until today, correct? Uh, we've slept. That's not what I mean by that. Yes. Well, I am firstly very glad to be part of that for this time being, but I have to ask you a question, then. You wouldn't happen to have been decided upon by any form of doppelganger would you have in past if you see anyone that looks like me avoid them i made that assumption that you would have left with everyone else when you did and wouldn't have been wearing uh something close to what i would wear your tastes seem a bit more simple than that she shrugs but it's true still i will be on the lookout it was an odd sight to see them when leaving palace still um they didn't should be notice. wary about that. I They didn't seem to regard me, really. Which is additionally helped make it a bit alarming, I suppose. I didn't see fit to getting stabbed in a back alley, though, so I didn't pursue. It's just some business I need to take care of. If she rolls insight, she knows that it is more than some business she needs to take care of. <laughs> Alright. May I uh, be a touch forward for a moment? Certainly. Something straightforward would be nice for a change. I try to be, for the most part, other than keeping a sense of mystique. Though, of course, that's not always the best idea. <laughs> I appreciate how candid you are. I appreciate the things you do. And I think you're doing good things from everything I can tell so far. Necessary things? Sometimes those line up, I suppose. Important things. If you need to call on aid, if things ever do get difficult, beyond that of the trust of those you know, it's difficult to trust people in this day and age to any extent, but for as frivolous as I seem, I am not the worst at helping out with some occasions. So if you, this business ends up being something a little more complicated or difficult in any disrespect, I hope you'll not endure it alone. Yeah, Kripold kind of puts a hand on her shoulder and gives a squeeze and just, thank you. That is more than likely I'll have to call upon that help as we get closer to our end goal. Although... If things do south, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. But thank you. Of course. It's not often you make a friend in these parts. She says as she steps up onto one of the railings of the gazebo, placing a hand on one of the pillars. So, 
What are your plans next? Let me look at this map. Wait, wrong map. This is just a map of Kresk. I can switch it over for you. No, no, no. Uh, Well, did we have specific plans after Kresk? I don't know. Because I know that we were going to save Fishman. We did that. Well, sort of. We killed him. Well, a fish killed him. Then we killed the fish. It happened uh, in the end. That's all that anybody needs to know, Josh. Then we're going to go to Angel Fort, and we can't help them until we steal some wings back from an evil vampire lord, who was our end goal. Uh, want to other, things, other things you know of is a ruined town and a silver temple. Right, and then the Shrine of the Silver Monk. Oh, and I guess uh, a windmill, a spooky-ass windmill. We could the always track back and go to that spooky-ass windmill. Well, I'm wondering, like... We probably need to do something about that crazy Inquisitor lady. Like, she ain't good news. I don't know how to breach that subject with Conrad, though. Doesn't help that she was But that town, that town is kind of like a central hub, more or less, isn't it? It's in the middle of everything. So we <laughs> might end up going back there at some point. If you probably will have to. Let, let me just make it easier. <laughs> One yeah. moment here. Then, I, then I'll basically, yeah, our next thing is probably going there. And then from there, investigate some areas, and then look into some stuff that will help us fuck up a vampire lord. Silver's used against werewolves, right? And vampires. And vampires? It's, it's You can tell vampires based on the fact they don't reflect in silver. Silver weapons just tend to be good magic conductors. Okay. Um, it's specifically violent against werewolves. My question is that if we go to the silver temple thing, will it be okay for Conrad? Uh, he needs to get injured with silver. Okay, so just being presence, around it doesn't presence of silver don't do much to like they may not like it. They don't want to touch it if they can help it, but like at the same time, it's not going to just burn their flesh. I'll be okay. fine. Until you fall on a silver them thumbtack. The only reason you're not super dead is we forgot that you were a werewolf for that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be super goddamn dead if we remembered that at the time. I think we might be dead because he would have hulked out, but. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think I'd be super effects. dead. Yeah, you wouldn't be super dead. You'd only be sort of dead. I mean, doesn't he take, like, double damage from silver? It's a lot, but at the same time, there's other werewolf things to think about. Anyway, I'll get to this in the end when the game ends the mistakes I made when running this game <laughs> section. No worries, no worries. You probably don't need to worry about that. No, I actually want to add that in the end, but anyway, okay. we'll get we'll get to this later. That's um, fine. So, if you don't specifically know, that's also a very reasonable response. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we're going back to Palas, right? Is that the place? Yeah. Is the Silver Shrine on Lake Baratok, or what is that thing? Uh, no, that's uh, something that's else that you don't actually know about. Oh, I thought, wouldn't we have had to pass near it? Uh, yes, you pass near it, but you don't know what it is. It was a towering building. Oh, I'll probably ask my buddy <laughs> then. Uh, it's an interesting place. Do you know much about the hunters that roam these parts? Uh, a bit, but not terribly um, much. We met a few. So you know, well, not just the hunters as in individuals who hunt, but uh, particularly some of those associated with the church. Any remaining road watchers? Ah, um, church folk aren't usually my folk. There's not many of them these days, out here at least. Um, there's a couple. Uh, the one individual, name I forget, has an enormous crossbow. It's ludicrous. Um, there's Castine. She has uh, that flail that has demon, not demon, devil tails in it. A wicked thing. It works well. Um, but most notably, uh, I presume you would know about uh, 
Rem Corrales. Okay, real quick. Who that? Uh, his, uh, oh, that did, yes. Then yeah, the legendary monster hunter. I don't know who that is. I, th- I thought that's who it was. I just didn't. The name wasn't one hundred percent in my brain. Yeah. No. Uh, don't you know Innistrad uh, Saint George? Don't you read all the literature that I do for <laughs> You're saying no one else has read all my like book lists for this. Come on, guys. But yeah, no, that's a very recognizable name. Sorry, he hasn't come as part of a commander product. I, I can't give him a fuck about him yet. <laughs> oh god, he better get a card if the humans are a tribe. Anyway. I don't know. If they give him a card, he'll probably be like some legend's legend. Yeah, they did that with fucking uh, Ludwig, but anyway. So did we meet the dude with the giant crossbow or no? You did, in passing. Just this last time, actually, on the yeah, approach that's, here. That's who I thought one of those that we met, yeah. You didn't know anyone by Castine, though. Yeah, that's the whip lady? Yeah. She has a card, right? Or she's there's art of her on a card? There's a card that is similar, yeah. Uh, but so, do you yeah. know of him? I would presume you would, as a monster hunter that yes. visits Sensi. Uh, yes. I, I, oh, wait, I can't tell her he's supposed to be on the DL. But, well, well, I could probably actually tell her I ran into him at, because he's in the area, Suppose I just can't be like, oh, he's posing as this guy. Up to you. Well, like, people... He didn't give you rules about that, it's up to you. Well, people know he's in Stensia, so I don't say where in I general. Him. Yeah, so, uh, yes, we had a run-in with the first, with, what was the crossbow guy's name? I wrote it down, I don't have it specifically on hand at the moment. I'm not, actually, no, wait, of course you wouldn't know it, because he didn't, I don't think he told it to you, because he didn't ask. Yeah, but she just said it. No, she also said she didn't know the name. Oh, okay. Then, yes, a huge crossbowman. Uh, we ran into him and also ran into... Uh, the Blade of the Inquisitors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he and his disciple, Castine, that is, the other um, individual, uh, is somewhat unrelated. He is had a tower of sorts, a defensible position. I believe it belonged at one point to some uh, ludicrous wizard of some variety. And upon his either untimely death or death by being judged by the Inquisitors, I'm not really sure which, to be honest, it was repossessed by the Inquisition, specifically, Rem Growls, recent times. They've done some rework there. I figure there's a lot of other magical traps in the area around it. Um, they use it as a base sometimes, just laying by the Ashmouth. They're not always there. It's not really the most convenient or scenic place to go. Checking out. It's on the way. All right, then. But yes, I, I think... Getting more. late. Oh, your path leading you back by Palas? That's what you were going to say? Yes, and then who knows where else we'll go. March to our deaths. Well, hopefully that march is as sturdy as it can be. I'm confident that it feels. Sure it's another matter. I would prefer that as well, I think. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> Apparently you don't know many nice people. Which, given the circumstances, makes a little more sense now that I say it out loud. <laughs> oh well, it's getting late, and we don't want anyone thinking that we're studious vampires stealing away in the night. Shrug. Because they'd be up in arms and kill us if that was the case. Eh, they could. <laughs> I would rather not lose any attempt to return to this town in future also. Fair enough. So consider which of her companions could kill her quickly. <laughs> It's like, she would have thought Conrad, but now she has a big silver sword and he's a werewolf. <laughs> uh, As you contemplate this. Not all weaknesses are deadly. 
but that's only if you listens to him when he tells you to try to murder me. I don't know, because I'm really nice to you. Thanks for being nice to me. But um, if Faustus has all of his fireballs, then I'm fucked. I'll be right from sleep at this point. Um, so, did anyone else have any final things to do as those two meander back through the snow? Nope. Uh, nah. Okay. Because of the temperature outside, I presume um, Illyrian Grove stay inside? It's snowing, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we like the outside, but we don't hate ourselves. <laughs> We're not idiots. <laughs> Good, okay. So, <clears throat> as the Baron and Baroness separate themselves, oh, I suppose it's worth mentioning um, one reiteration that we kind of skipped over in these fast-forwards. Um, uh, Josh, do you remember the question that you had asked Yulia the other time? Um, Just more for your sake than <laughs> to repeat it. Other than if she saw someone that looked like me. I don't think so. You inquired about the circumstance of the, uh, why the Baron and Baroness seemed a bit distant at times. Seemed to have some sort of melancholy. Oh, right, their kids super fucking died from plague. Yes. Tactful. And not just. I'm not in character. I'm not talking to them. And that this one was not their first to do so. Um, so, and that this was very shortly within the last couple of days but they're strong individuals, so they would never do such signs to show it. But with all that said, night comes about as they separate themselves to their room, and the number of heavy beds in yours are filled by all of your bodies. And as the night comes to a close, in the middle of the darkness, there's just a loud... on the door. You can hear it from here. It's clearly at the front entrance as opposed to the kind of hallway that passes to your room on the door to your section. But it's loud, a heavy knock. Uh, each one very saliently clear. But you'll sure that. Who is it? We're not here. Uh, Grove is up, padding across. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Grove probably has done the same thing, like grabbed his hand axe and like pushed the dog out to kind of start tiptoeing across the floor. As you pads after you, you hear from the other side of the home a kind of scrambling noise of uh, things hitting wood. Ah, fuck, this is some kind of monkey's paw nonsense, isn't it? Grimhild says out loud. No, <laughs> I don't think. Wow, Grimhild's so aware of literature now. <laughs> I don't even think we know what a monkey is if it wasn't for yeah, Blinsky. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, no. All we know about monkeys is that they apparently hate artifice of any kind. <laughs> any any level of technological complexity, they're like. Oh, uh, that that annoying country from over the land, Uktavi. <laughs> um. So. Grove, if you head straight to the door, you are the first one there. You can still hear some sounds of whispering, hissing from the other uh, room that was clearly that of the Baron's. And sounds of something metal being slid, possibly out of a sheath. In his room? No, no, out of the Baron's room. As yeah, that's, what left I, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, yes. Baron. Uh, what check is it to try and see if I can hear what he's whispering? That would be a perception check. Oh, I'm good at that stuff. I say as I probably fail this roll. Yeah, I'm perceptive. Thing I do. Nope, that's an eleven. I perceived once. I got twenty one. That it's ah okay. Illyria, were you immediately following after? Or were you keeping pace, oh, with Grove? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Okay. Forest people stick together. Okay. As you arrive up behind him, um, Grove, you hear that it was probably the sound of the Baron himself talking, but kind of low grumble, you know, whisk, hissed whisper. But you can't really pick up the words. Whereas Illyria, you hear just a not exactly panicked, but a stern, get low, stay quiet. She will whisper that to Congre- to to grow. He's telling them to get low and to stay quiet. Well, then you sh- you take, take you take. Oh, damn it! I'm too tired for this. You take Where's you Grove? and go. No, no, no! I'm saying this is me. <laughs> this is entirely on your fault. This yep, is I know. You do the same, and then he'll get to the door and yeah, you'll do the same. Shut up. And so, then he'll get to the door and like an idiot, fling it open. See who's knocking. Okay, so you just go up to the front door. Before you do that, is there, uh, who else went up there? Nope. <laughs> yeah, Nick's probably, like, still getting dressed. Taking stuff off of his makeshift clothesline. I didn't want to be rude to our our people who are keeping us here. Exactly. Was, but I was going to be moving towards our door. Um, yeah. This turns into a weird sex thing. I'm going to laugh. As you throw open the door, Grove, and it clanks uh and it makes us against the uh opening way and the mirror readjusts itself on the front you see behind a tall woman clad in black but with silver and white markings across it they come together in the front to make a collar of avacyn uh clearly that of some sort of priest's robes these darker than many of the other ones you've seen but still with many lines of white shaping around them specifically around the uh any point where there would be a fringe. You see she has blonde hair kept up in a tight bun, sharp face, and looks pretty much across to you. You're quite tall, yes, Grove? Yes. She is your height, staring you in the eyes. <laughs> Thin-lipped and rather a narrow frame, other than that kind of billows out from the robes she is wearing, with a tri-corner hat in similar black set atop her head. Does she look surprised the door opened, or is she kind of... Hmm, good, you tried hard. No, she doesn't look surprised. She just looks kind of blankly there. St- solid, stern expression. Good day. Greetings. Is the Baron in? I didn't realize he had guests. I believe he is asleep. Can I as, leave a message? <laughs> as you say that, you hear the door behind you click open. <laughs> Would that not be him? She looks over your shoulder as <laughs> the door opens broader and the dark-skinned face of the mayor, uh, excuse me, the Baron, peers out from the side. Baron Kreskov. He blinks a few times, his face uh, racked with confusion. Abbess, what brings you down here? A personal matter of sorts, if you'll excuse me. She makes a motion to, with an arm kind of past you. I presume you're still standing in the doorway. He's like, oh, yeah. Shrinks a little bit, not physically, just like embarrassed, bowing, lets her in, shuts the door, and then kind of walks, grumbling back to the bedroom. Or at least acts like like he is, because he's more going to be trying to be sneaky and listen to as much as possible before I'm sure they shut their door. So do you all uh, go back to the room? I was going to try and listen as much as, uh, basically, go as slowly as possible till they shut the door and try and get as much conversation as possible, because I'm going to assume they have a private talk in his room. As you step aside, 
the abbess breezes into the room, kind of flowing motion as she dips to enter properly, closing the door behind her. She crosses her hands in front of her and calmly waits until you have retreated off to the side. The Before you've even left, though, the barons are, what is it that you're looking for? Yeah, exactly. She lingers, turns ahead to look your direction as you retreat down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get it. Just, just, just walk naturally. No big deal here. <laughs> I'm tempted to do something dumb, but now it's too late. He's too tired from working. And you're apparently too tired to English. So, um, Travis, I insist you turn that line of thought around. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. Do something dumb. I can see. I'm trying not to do things dumb because it usually doesn't work. But I have Faustus's. Uh, no, you don't ain't. have to do something dumb. You don't. It's weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sometimes you can just do a thing, and then everything I do is dumb. I yeah. Mean- is dumb, then doing the not dumb makes it unique. Right, so what do you do as <laughs> leave? Do you just go into the room and close the door? I'm just saying, don't take dumb off the table. <laughs> nah, he'll close the door this time. There's easier ways to figure this out than being s- sneaky. Put dumb in a corner. <laughs> uh, you arrive back in the room to the uh, partially dressed Nick <laughs> and uh, the armed Grimhild. It appeared to be a guest from the church. An abbess. It's late, isn't it? It is very dark. Plus, also, uh, I'm not sure if the terminology is the same, uh, but the term abbess usually implies that she is in charge of a monastery or or religious uh, building. You'd be of some correct, kind. abbey. Which there, there as, as you might remember, as you might remember, uh, Kresik is looked over by uh, looked over as in physically, topographically. <laughs> By a uh, on the nearby hill, a sprawling, pristine white building. Oh, I thought that's where we were. I missed that. Nope, that is above. All right. Well, that makes a little bit more sense then. Okay, so that's so there must be some kind of nearby religious building, or this is really weird. But I have, I have, yeah, I have definitely specifically mentioned an abbey multiple times. I, I want to see nuns in Avicennia nuns in cards now. Unless they're there and I just miss them. Uh, I, I can only assume that their nuns are the few soldiers who survived long enough to retire. And they probably go on to leadership positions or uh, support positions. Well, I mean, I have this idea of like young girls not wanting to get married going off and becoming nuns of Avicen. Nuns of Avicen. So, do you do anything? It's church people. That's that's outside of gross realms of understanding. If Nick thinks it's important, whatever. But he'll deal with it tomorrow. Well, no, no. Nick, Nick more just thinks it's rude than odd. I mean, it's, it's odd that it's rude and that she's being rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, if it's not some kind of emergency, I'm going to... Sorry, I wake up. She's over there loading the crossbows. I said, okay, well, you know... Mm. Very, very good at tying this doublet in under a minute. He, he he holds up the hand axe he had in his hand. Shrugs. Never be too safe. I'm going to bed. I'm sure we can ask in the morning what that was about. After a number of minutes, you hear the sound of a door opening. Not the same door, actually. Not the front one. It sounds like it's going up the back. Those of you who would consider themselves awake at this point in time 
How could I not be with all this jabbering? <laughs> I need my wizard beauty sleep. <laughs> I need my druid beauty sleep. If you would roll me a perception check. Gotta get those spell slots back. Natural one, back to sleep. Fourteen. Ten. <laughs> I say if any if anything wakes up Faustus, he'll tell uh, Victor to go look at it. God unless damn. unless the people jabbering around you woke you up, I don't think anything would have specifically. Yeah. Because for that matter, I don't know if Victor sleeps. I don't think he does. Oh god. Stop stop talking about the terrifying doll. He just watches all of you when you're in this room together. No, no sleeps. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm never sleeping ever again. <laughs> so, as as you all start returning back to sleep, Grove, you notice a just through the edge of one of the windows, a flash. It's not like just an instantaneous like that of lightning or something of the sort. It's an emanating wave that doesn't last very long, only a couple seconds, but it ebbs out, coming from behind the house. It stops, though. Was there barely a moment. Maybe ten seconds. It's, like it's a long time for a flash. Well, he's... Yeah, now, this is... This is investigating time. Time to grab the pupper and go outside for a walk. Just maybe, you know, see what's going on. Okay. Uh, as you slip back through the hallway... I'll roll a stealth, too, just because... Sure. He does not want to be seen. And for the dog, too. Dog. Fine. 22. Okay. The dog. 23. Okay. So, this time, much more quietly, you gather your equipment and slip out through the doorway. You're behind not really anything but a breeze in your path. Do you go out the front, or or do you go to the back, a window? What are you looking to do? On this map, where what, what building are we in? One moment here. Let me zoom in a little closer. You are here. And you're saying it's late at night? Yes. Hmm. He'll... He's better. Yeah, he'll go out the front and then work his way around back. Okay. You slip your way nearly silently out the front door, muting its noise at the hinges and slipping it back into place. And as you pad out across the snow and grass, using uh, any areas that haven't been as heavily covered to reduce your noise, you hear footsteps of snow. And you can see uh, a figure walking away through the snow up the road in between all the trees. The same tall woman walking away. But in addition to her path that she's weaving, you hear... Sounds like sobbing. <laughs> and as that continues for a moment, do you do anything? Where are the sobbings coming from? Behind the house. Can I recognize gender? It is masculine. Gruff. He'll remember that. He's more interested in the, the big scary lady who brought bad news. He'll keep following. As you move to start following... There's a sound from between the sobs. Thank you. I, I, I misjudged you. I, thank you. The woman doesn't turn around to these calls. She just continues walking away. Do you follow her? Uh, can I recognize that's the Baron voice? Definitely. 100%. Yeah, that's, that's all he needs. Yeah, we'll keep following the woman. Okay. She doesn't move quickly. Really, uh, though her clothes are a little bit heavy, walking at this time of night and in this cold must be uncomfortable. 
but she doesn't show any signs of it as she wanders up the road, taking uh, a break to move between trees until she is over at the edge of the winding road, weaving its way up the hill. And she simply takes the turn and continues walking up it towards the abbey. He'll watch till she's... Uh, how big is this? Is it inches or feet? I can't tell on the map for the topography. Inches? Shut up. It's... <laughs> if you're meaning the plus stuff, that is the uh, above sea level height sort of thing. <laughs> Not okay. specifically sea level, but like compared to above, uh, below things. So it's raised considerably high up, and it's more snow encrusted up there at the top, frosted over. And from uh, your position down the tree line below the winding hill, uh, you get a good solid view of this, other than the fact that it is covered in snow, very well-maintained structure, steam pouring from one of the buildings. He's gonna. Um, he's not going to wander the actual winding road. He's going to wander through the tree line, kind of as I'm pinging. So mm-hmm. follow it through the trees go to the lake, and then kind of see if there's a way to follow around to the back through here. Sure. Uh, you move by the similar sparkling waters as you're pushing between tree to tree, keeping your shadows hidden away from that direction. And you move out into the more directly forested area. The hill becomes quite high there. To move through it is a laborious process. Uh, the incline and dense trees and stones get interfering with your path, but you start climbing up them. The time is ticking away into the night as you move yourself upward. You keep an eye out towards the road. There's not too much you see most of the time until you get towards the edge, right back up. You can see as the abbess continues her turn from the road, steps over to the entrance where there are two figures low to the ground wearing brown cloaks. They both kneel before her, and she presses hands to each of their heads in turn, and then moves to the front entry, the large doors being pulled apart by them, and she steps through. They're closed again. The two individuals in cloaks after this uh, move back towards the building itself and nestle against the doorway. At this point, I think he's going to keep, he's just going to avoid the door and then go try and trounce up to the top of this hill. Okay. Um, it's going to take you a notable amount of time also. You're not going to get great rest tonight at this pace. Just wanted you to know. Oh, no, he wasn't planning on sleeping very well tonight. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, it's another to get up that amount of height and the uh, unforgiving terrain it takes a notable amount of time. Um find yourself about 20 minutes later, sweaty and tired, but ascended up to the highest point on the hill that overlooks the abbey. As you gaze over it, uh, you can see that some of the inside grounds are well taken care of. There seems to be some simple farmland kept inside. And other than that, um, snowy brush and trees. There's a wall around it, and you can't see everything, even from being at a higher elevation, but... There's some good points of view to see inside. There's a thick fog constantly swirling about this courtyard. And you can see individuals moving in there. You can't really tell through the fog-lined shapes humanoid, clearly. But stepping around inside. Uh, Body count? Did the number of people milling about, roughly? 
Um, the amount you see now at this time, about three. Hmm. So what are the penalties for climbing a tree and watching kind of the millabouts for the rest of the day or the rest of the night? You'll be taking a level of fatigue. Okay. Um, and you won't have been considered having any rest tonight. Hey, he's been tired before. Uh, also, how does the moon look from the hill? Uh, the moon is now fading from where it had been full not that long ago. It is large and bright, slightly... Well, there's no yellow in this moon. It's pure and other silver. It's other than the usual amount of clouds you see in Stensia, which some of them have dispersed at this elevation. It's large and beautiful, hanging up in the sky. Uh, then before he does the actual kind of climb a tree and take a watch, he's gonna semi-open point and, uh, take out a little small wooden figure. Looks like a little, a really kind of gently crafted, but very haphazardly, like he does it in between times. And, uh, probably just a really shitty small wine bottle he bought somewhere and go stick them, uh, in the opening. And then go climb up in the tree. Okay. <laughs> and then get tired as shit as he kind of watches this place. See if you can find anything interesting. Where are those fatigue rules? <laughs> I'll find it sooner or later. Either way, you stay up there for quite a time. There's some movement. It mostly is pretty quiet at the time of night. Um, but it's uh, relatively passive, even as the morning starts coming about. There's not a ton more happening down there. Um Though as the sun starts breaking out in the sky, um, you can see one of the figures a bit clearer through the fog at this point, um, garbed in a similar heavy robe, moves uh, between a number of square structures. Um, well, not square structures specifically. Uh, they move through alongside a rectangular section of the building with a number of doors, and... Through it, they seem to pause at each of the doors, doing something with their hands, lingering at each one for only a minute or two at most. So, how long were you planning on staying up there? Roughly what time would it be right now? At this point, mm, five. Well, no, it would be even past that. Sun can come out even at that point. Uh, yeah, closer to 6.30, Um, He'll come down. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he'll climb out of the tree, kind of make mental notes of what he does, grab that crap that he threw on the ground, and then try and make his way to the farmhouse, or not even try and make his way to the farmhouse at this point. Uh, I'll probably go to where he was helping with the animals yesterday and, like, just start working, since it's about time for people to just start doing stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then the dog can have been ah, running around. Go. The dog can be running around doing whatever the fuck he wants, but you know, within calling distance. So, so asleep. Uh, so, you better have his cell phone on. The first level of exhaustion, by the way. Uh, you have disadvantage on ability checks. Ability checks include skill checks. This is things that aren't saving throws or attacks, basically. Um, you know, obviously your damage rolls. Oh shit! Disadvantage on all my damage. No. Um, to everyone else who stayed behind, you find yourselves waking up the next morning at whatever time you see fit to the sound of a crackling fire and sizzling meat. Uh, as you approach inward, you find the uh, 
Baron and Baroness working there together, uh, preparing a meal. Um, they seem both positively elated to enter the room. They are, uh, maybe they got boist- a threesome last night. They are boisterous and not just chipper would be too much to say for it. Um, so, ah, good morning. Oh, all of you. Hello. Look like you could use a good breakfast, right? Always. <laughs> we'll make sure to get that to you. Anna, let's serve these boys up some fine food. She nods a, a similar, just constant smile on her face. Yes, of course. Uh, everyone, uh, please have as much as you like. I'll be making some more. It's not, I wish I had a bigger dish. The table is piled high with, uh, meats that have now been cooked through, uh, simple, uh, flapjacks, a uh, number of either, uh, some dried fruits as well as, uh, recently picked berries. The Baron sits down at the table as well and, uh, stabs himself a large side of what appears to be boar, starts tearing into it, uh, again, very lively, especially considering, uh, the age that seems to be, it costs his body. It's been so long since I've had spells. Yeah, Welcome I'm changing back. some of mine out. So yeah, for everyone but Grove, even with the interruption, that was a long rest. Nick just grabs grabs it a couple of pancakes. So like, what gave these motherfuckers an appetite? You like side whispering that or saying it out like? <laughs> Do you know something about the pancakes? I don't. I I, I don't. Ah, uh, that's why you're asking. What are you asking about? No, mm-hmm. I just uh, <laughs> never mind. It's uh, I never understand how my companions eat so much. <laughs> Do you see how much I carry around? A hearty breakfast gives them enough energy to get around. You see them, big fellows, have a lot more room for it. Oh, how oh often yeah. do we yeah. get something resembling a real meal out here? No, I'm fair scrawny myself. Right? Nick, do you know how heavy my armor is? Yes. Uh, the answer is too heavy. Exactly. Now let me eat my damn bacon. <laughs> well, you heard him. <laughs> the pancakes are delicious. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. He puts his hands out to uh, whoever's on either side of him. <laughs> are you are you seriously juicing out your uh, lay on hands until the, before the morning ticks over? No, he's saying grace. Oh. Bring it in. Bring it in? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back now, what is this? Hold on. This time. <laughs> uh, Conrad used to be a youth minister. <laughs> <laughs> As he turns the chair around, sits in it with his the back to his chest. Let's wrap now, y'all. <sighs> fine, fine. See, I got some very uh, cha-cha slide vibes there. We pray to Avicen on high, on snow white wings, fearless you fly. Keep safe our souls, keep safe our lives. May angels watch us from the skies. <laughs> Old children's rhyme. Doesn't lose its value when you get older. It doesn't. <sighs> Thank you for all arriving. Feel as important of something good. May I ask you a peculiar question? Yes. Well, what might that be? <laughs> I'm generally available for answering most questions. It comes with being leadership of a town. Uh, what do you know about Crowval Grislak? Excuse me? Too strange a question. Simplify it for me. Is that a person? Yes. Um, a general. You see, you known as the Mad Dog. Oh, Mad Dog. That is a name I would recognize much better. I don't remember the other one. Uh, had a reputation a long time ago. Not much of a thing anymore. Well, I'd be happy to hear anything you know about him. I'm not from around here, as you can plainly see. I can tell you basic history of some of his military conflicts. Cared for raising dogs. 
was affiliated with the old lords of the place. Long, long time ago. If it wasn't for the fact that he was an important leader at the time, I wouldn't know much about him whatsoever. Had to learn about him when I started learning politics to begin with. Mm. I didn't... I studied many places, not just here. I see. <laughs> not common to have a learned man take one of these parts, but it's helped with managing the town. I see. Thank you. Sure, if there's specifics, I'll be happy to cover over as much as you need. And what else might you folks want for supplies? Wishing to take on the fiend himself, correct? Well, unless you can open up some form of blessed armory to us. Just food and rest is fine by us, I think. More than fine, really. Blessed armory, maybe not. We might have a few things on hand. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> uh, a few simple things used to have back when back when I was studying. Got in a few fights back then. Kept things around for my own safety. No other people who came up these ways. Other people sell things, drop things, lose things. There's not a ton that we have on hand, but... I'll see what we have. At least we have someone to inscribe runes around here. Helps out with some things. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, do you know of any uh, smiths who can maintain blessings? Smiths who can maintain them? I have a set of blessed armor that's uh, rather too small for me. Depends on what sort of blessings you're talking about. If it's particularly fine rune binding, um, we have someone on hand who could work with uh, Carla and set that up. It shouldn't be the end of the world if that's the case. If you're looking for something particularly complex that may be, or particularly deteriorated, that may be more of a question for a larger city. Uh, what is the nature of uh, Horngard's Plates uh, enchantment? I, let's see. Did I not put that in? He told me what it does. I, I just mean, like, is it just like rune, rune work? Or uh, it- okay. Yes, it is very, very fine, a little bit archaic rune binding. And for those who don't know, players and listeners alike, runebinding is a practice done by the church. Um, done by others as well as the church, but primarily the church. Um, a good runebinder is worth their weight in blessed silver because they are one of the things that makes blessed silver a thing. Um, certain objects of varying types, if they're wished to be magical, protected, or varying things in between, will be inscribed with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tiny runes across their surface. Some bigger than others, but, uh, and the more of these bound, uh, the more potent these tend to be as a result of these being essentially small prayers covering and coding anything that they're on. Um, now, so in the case of these, uh, his armor has quite a few bindings across it at any given corner. There's there, uh, some on many of, uh, the shapes and figures of kind of the Avacyn's cross set into the plate itself. It's well done work, some of it worn away with uh, a deterioration, and it could use some updating, but it's still potent even as is. It is hard to destroy fine magic. Certainly. I do have a rune enchanted item I'd be happy to bring by. We'll gather them together and see what they can do. So, we'll see what we can gather together. Help you out on this strange adventure of yours. Hopefully it'll go well this time. Hopefully. You have to keep faith, right? Always. He nods, kind of looking off as he nods many times, in diminishing amounts. <sighs> he looks back down at the table, piles a few more pieces of meat, a section of bread onto a plate, and then uh, walks back towards his bedroom with the plate in hand. He slips inside. Um, 
I can hear some quiet words from beyond as uh, Anna Kreskova, uh, Kreskova continues working on what little bits of breakfast and cleaning up she has to do. Uh, at the moment, all of you are gathered except for Grove and you, obviously. So, <laughs> therefore, no one, because that was a collective you. Huh. We didn't yeah. even notice. <laughs> he is too stealthy. <laughs> He's be quiet. He stuffed, a, he stuffed a number of blankets into his spare set of clothes on the bed. <laughs> Everyone just thought he was sleeping in uncharacteristically. <laughs> Sorry, we have a new ranger. We've just been carrying it around. <laughs> Faustus, as you are eating your breakfast, you hear in your head, lights last night were interesting. Uh, he'll suddenly look up, uh, kind of staring forward and uh, focusing his attention inside. He'll try to speak back with his mind. What lights? The ones from behind the house. They were very white. Though there was some trail of other in there. It's hard to see colors well. Can you show me? He'll go back to eating his food. You hear across the floor. (laughs) A couple of minutes of you eating food later. Right here. Yeah, he'll take over Victor's sight for a minute. As you do so and find yourself in the pale, wispy space of his non-directed sight, and how the senses overlap to create some sort of otherness to it. You find yourself in the backyard. Out there, there is a moment here. I'm ready. Out there behind it, you see a sizable amount of space, a few hoops for chickens, pig pens, a couple sheep, but a little ways, not really much of a path, but more of a dredged line of deadened grass between the snow. There's a space with a couple stones next to slightly mounted dirt. The stones in their shape clearly show that this is some form of simple graph, place for burying the dead. But the thing that makes it interesting, as he stands over one of them, is there is one of the four graves there that is dug up. It's very clear that it's been dug up. The earth has been turned about, and snow has been settling down onto... uh, the now rough piles of it. It's not an empty grave in, per se, but it was clearly disturbed. The, whatever dirt was pushed back inwards onto it. And even more clearly about it, there is a closed coffin adjacent to it. Simple wood, sturdy, small. Uh, an old coffin or a new coffin? To gaze through Victor's eyes, it's a bit hard to tell. It's not rotted away, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, still intact. Uh... Say, good, I'll meet you in a minute. And he'll uh, look up and say, thank you for the marvelous meal. I have to go attend to something. Of course. Um, Find your way around. Um, I'm certain anyone in the town will be willing to point you where you need to go. Thank you. And he'll grab one last biscuit and honey and uh, head outside. Okay. It doesn't take you really any amount of time to arrive outside and circle the house. Stepping through the of snow, you find yourself moving back to the yard where you see Victor sitting plopped down in the snow, just on the edge of this still soft dirt, gazing at the coffin to his left. Yeah, he'll check out the coffin in person now. It is not some fancy art piece or anything of the sort. It's a serviceable, small coffin built for someone very short and thin. It's hefty wood. Not lacquered of any sense, but it's well put together and seems to be in good condition. The wood itself still not grayed or browned over time, more so than just the internal of a tree, and that the dirt would leave stains on. 
Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Um, that detects active magic, correct? Magic that is there? Yeah, generally. Concentration up to 10 minutes, sense magic within 30 feet, highlight with aura or school. Sure. Um, okay. As you extend your senses outwards to reach for that, you find the signs of the equipment you bear on your person, and really that's about it. Victor, can you show me where... Was this where the lights were? Right here, he says as he scoots slightly back, dragging uh, his... Just pushing forward with his palms to end up firmer on top of the pile. It was soft, billowed. Do you have any idea what it was? I'm not sure. By the time I got out here from the window, I just heard a lot of crying, and the Baron was hugging someone. Crying and hugging? Mm-hmm. It was boring then, so I went back inside. I also found myself a sword. He lifts up his hand, and you see a simple working knife with a, a few marks of kind of blackened lines in the shape of a K on the handle. Oh, that looks nice. Isn't the sword I got you better, though? You haven't sharpened it yet. You're right. How will I defend myself? I'll see what I can do about it. This will be put in my legacy instead, then. I shall keep on to this. For preservation. And then when we have the nice sword, I shall use that instead. Okay. Is the light important? It may be. It's important that the Baron was here. I don't know what to make of it yet. All right. So what is happening now? I have to go talk with Grimhild and Conrad. I would like to hear. He holds his hands upward from his seated position. Yeah. He'll pick him up and put him in his pack. Okay. And he'll head back in and wait for everybody to finish their meal, I suppose. It shouldn't be that much longer at this point. Um, not too long after Faustus left, the Baron returned from his chambers. Um, without the plate, though. Um, and set himself to cleaning up everything as the breakfast was finishing up. So, we find the rest of them now either finished or finishing the remains of their breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll sit back down and, uh, wait for them to finish and... Comrade ate pretty fast. He wolfed it down. Hilaria's <laughs> <sighs> like there, having eaten already. Woof. Is a grove there? No. Okay. Uh, Conrad Grimhild, can I talk with you? I suppose so. You have to Certainly. come see the architecture of this building in town. It looks so much like a building from a storybook. I see. Stands up, puts the chair in, wipes his lips. Either way. Yeah, he'll start heading towards town until they're far far enough away that no one could yeah, yeah, the, no one followed them out of the castle at least. Sure. Does Grimhild come also? Yes. Something happened last night. There's a coffin behind the castle. It I, I it's worth I'll... noting that it's it's not a castle, in fact. The only like large structure is the abbey, which is the big, very separate building. The Baron and Baroness actually live in just a slightly larger than average house. Yeah, I mean, that that's... Sorry, that was kind of a, his assumption about Stensian castles. Oh, fair, fair enough, I suppose. It's, though, it's small by even, like, the mansions you've seen in the other uh, yeah, okay. towns um, you've been to so far. Behind the Baron's home. Open or shut? Uh, sorry, was the door open or shut when I looked at it? It was closed. Shut, but I think I detected traces of white mana and another color. Another color? I, yes. I couldn't make it out. 
I saw a vision also of the Baron hugging someone. Lots of crying, and I'm suspicious. I see. Fine. I suppose I should check it out then, shouldn't I? I figured the two of you would be most likely to be able to. I'll show you. Okay. Without much difficulty whatsoever, you managed to lead him through the snow over to where the overturned earth and the empty, still somewhat dirt-stained coffin stands. I'll take a look at it, see if it looks like it's been open recently, if it's actually, like, sealed shut. No, it seems to be simply be placed on its back, so the door is closed, that method. I let them know about the kids dying recently, and that maybe it was not something super sinister, <laughs> but maybe it was. Who knows? Was there a family resemblance between the woman and the people that we've been dealing with? Uh, the woman, you're meaning the abbess who arrived? Yes. None whatsoever. This woman had stark pale skin, while the uh, Kreskovs have, I mean, they're black, to put it simply, <laughs> quite brown. Yes, but if it was simply a, a, a blessed coffin for restful sleep, you wouldn't assume a second color, from what little I know of color theory. I like, Almost brought it up a couple times in school. They made no mention of any of this to us, at least to me, nor did they seem particularly bothered. So, what do you suggest I do? I don't know. Do you... Can you detect whatever it is you detect? I can detect whether someone is an enemy in disguise, or whether this coffin has been consecrated or desecrated. Do you have any theories? Unless I can roll some kind of monster lore. Uh, feel free. Roll me a history check. Uh, can I make an investigation check? Sure, what are you looking for? Anything in particular? Uh, I don't know. What's I mean... Matt? Twenty motherfucker. Footprints. Uh, you know any magical detritus? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that for me. Um. <clears throat> so. Uh, Twenty-eight. So let's see. I'll get to Grimhild's in just a moment. Uh, Faustus, you start looking around, and though some of the snow is piled over it, it's very clear to see that there were footsteps coming in from back then footsteps that led away and moved out to the road that has already been worked into being mostly a slurry at this point. Some of the livestock have been being driven that way by early farmers. The, However, there's only one set of footsteps that lead away. The others simply go back. And that's about as much as you get from that. The uh, grave itself, you don't find too much just remnant shards of magic. Most magic doesn't tend to leave just a long-standing residue unless it has some odd effect to it. However, you do find that it seems the... from the marks around and how spades were set aside, that from the amount of snow gathered over everything here, that all of the earth was already put back in place by the time that this coffin was last opened, just based on the levels of snow across them. Grimhild, this is an interesting one. This sort of situation is an odd series of events, and so let me be clear with a very with a statement, and then let me elaborate. The answer is no. You have no idea what did this. But that's bizarre. <laughs> that's what I want to get into the elaboration on. The fact that of all the things you know, and you know a lot of things... But this particular circumstance is strange. It is not common for anything to leave something like this. You're not really sure of many things that interact with people on that sort of level to begin with. So, really, 
you've already limited down to a short number of options, and there's things that could interact with humans on a human's level. This means a vampire, this means a ghoul caller, a geist, an angel, or a demon. It's like a multiple now, choice quiz. <laughs> it's clear that a ghoul caller would not be this polite. And it's strange with the other circumstances surrounding this. Especially considering that there is only one grave that was opened up. Uh, a geist, if it did any sort of possessing, even if it was the odd other ones, would probably have dug out of the ground itself that was involving the body. And that really doesn't explain the whole thing with the abyss. Uh, and as for vampires, they would have to have be involved in some pretty deep mind games to have anything you could understand with this. They don't have inherent rituals or anything associated with it. So it brings you to one of the two outliers that this could be of the things that interact with death are powerful and could interact with the human on their level. Unless this is also just... That's if this is a creature, of course. This could be something else. This could still be other powerful magics. But that is what you're left with. It's something that can be powerful magics, human or otherwise. Okay. Yeah, I'll pass that along. What are you thinking? I have no idea, honestly. That is not encouraging. It's not. Actually, I know most of the really bad stuff, so maybe a little bit. I see. Well, I've rested long enough that I should be able to stand attuning my senses to the to the more holy and unholy arts. Just let me know if you'd like to keep more than my eyes open. I mean, so did you get any hits of, like, consecration or desecration? Did you use that? I haven't yet. I was waiting for, uh, for yeah. uh, the analysis. That- I certainly want you to do that because yeah, it's either it's probably either holy or unholy, one way or the other. Yeah, so I'd like so much. He'll he'll turn to the uh, he'll he'll turn to it and attune his senses. You feel your senses as the surging goes to your eyes. Power of the holy sensing allowing you to perceive those, and all you find. Is that there's a vague symbol of undead in Faustus' backpack. Ah. Takes a brief, uh, deep breath, closes his eyes, opens them again, looks at Grimhild and shrugs. Nothing. It's just a coffin. No, nothing more, nothing less. Are we sure that anything actually happened? That it's not just a coffin hanging out? Technically. You all? No. I got brought out here by Faustus. He seemed upset. Might be a spare coffin. Shrug. Heavens knows we need them around here. But there's something peculiar about it now. There's one way we could easily get the answers, you know? I'd love to hear where this is going. You can make the Baron tell the truth. I could do that, yes. It seems a little rude without more investigation having been done. That seems reasonable to me. The... The zone of truth is something where that uh, the priests of Avicen are taught to use with great, great import. Unless it's on motherfuckers like Nick. He frowns, walks off, back to the kitchen. That wasn't in character. No, but he thought it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'd rather not immediately jump to trampling on our hosts. Goodness and graciousness. We can have more subtle methods first. I'd like to do those. I never figured you for the subtle sort. There's, if there was evidence of a monster rather than just a coffin and an abbot or an abbess visiting, for all I know is that she gave them 
last rites, which from someone of that high ranking means something. I don't. So I'll also point out what he. I'm oh, sorry. As I said, the, the the second there seems to be something that puts these people or the people around them in danger, then I will cease to be polite. Fausus will point out the what what was it the earth that had been replaced. Sorry, I didn't quite understand what I got with the investigation check. It's very clear that the snow that piled up on this coffin and on that pile of fresh turned earth is not as high as the snow anywhere else. So they were definitely, one, both disturbed, but two, they were both disturbed at almost the exact same time. I mean, not like simultaneously, but like within minutes of each other. Yeah. Look at the plot and the coffin. Same level of snow, less than what there should be. Is the coffin dirty as well or no? It does have signs of having been moved through Earth. Is it nailed shut or anything? No. Have we looked inside yet? No. I'm just going to walk over and open a little bit. You push it open, and as the snow coasts off the side, you find some simple blankets inside. Nothing seems to be in them. They're not particularly lumpy. They're a little haphazardly in there, but if there's anything else in there, it would have to be small or buried beneath them. Beyond that, of just a body. The most recent child die? Uh, you were told three days ago. Okay, and it's cold, so it probably wouldn't smell like a product. Okay, I closed the coffin. I'll defer to the two of you on this. I just wanted to be sure to be out ahead of it. Indeed. I wanted to go speak to the... What is he, a mayor? An alderman? Burgermaster. Headman. He's a burgermaster, but the title is Baron. Baron. Okay. I will go to the Baron. Okay. You find your way back inside where, um... I presume, if, unless Illyria went off to do various things. Illyria still is. Nick maybe still is. Illyria <laughs> wasn't invited outside, so she's just like, whatever, and, they're doing their weird shit. And Yulia as well. Um, I feel like Yulia would have, by this point, and just kind of having some extra time, uh, would have inquired if uh, Illyria would like to see how to make a flower out of a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm going to show you origami if you let <laughs> her. Not like actual origami, but basically paper folding. Um, he doesn't believe in it. She says nothing. It's not real plants. <laughs> Witchcraft. She would have just kind of done as an idle thing. So, by the, uh, you arrive back inside to uh, them still sitting at the table, though food having been taken away. Uh, dishes being currently cleaned in the sink. Well, basin, not really a sink. Uh, as you step inside, you can see the Baroness uh, Anna Kroskova still at the um, basin working on that. Uh, you do not see the Baron as you enter the building. Oh, okay. Does the Baroness seem like a tough lady? Depends on your, what you're looking for when you're saying tough. Like, if I'm like, yo, you're dead kid, what's up? Would she break down? Oh, no, by any means, no. This is a solid woman. This is a woman who is her husband's equal, if not more. Okay. She is sturdy and seems to be working on this in a practice way, not just a... Did just she, a was she awake as well last night or was it just the Baron? Uh, if you're meaning at the point that you were going forward towards the door, it was only the Baron that you heard at all. Did we catch her name? Yeah, over the conversations. Uh, Anna Kreskova. Okay. And the Baron is uh, Dmitry Kreskova. Baroness Kreskova. Mm, yes. Uh, Grimhold was it? Indeed. How may I help you? Uh, I don't mind you. my hands being busy. That's perfectly fine. If you do not mind, well, as regardless of you. Despite the impropriety of it, I must ask, why is there a freshly took up coffin in your backyard? She has, at first, expressions sort of mute. But it goes into this 
crooked smile the side of her face as she pulls one hand free of the water and flicks it down with a few... <sighs> a miracle, I suppose, would be the best way to put it, wouldn't it? I couldn't tell you. I Sorry, of course. Know. It's not something you would know yet. We were <sighs> being patient, not wanting to... How daring think that it would be forever, but it seems the world has finally given us a kindness. If I can make that a touch simpler, actually, for you. Please. She, uh, pulls her other hand free and lets go of the place. I'm so glad she pulls. didn't, like, take a knife out of the sink and just jump me. And just stab into your throat. Simpler if you don't need to know. Uh, <laughs> no investigations, only dreams now. Um, she takes a cloth and starts drying her hands as she steps over to the broad wooden door that leads to their bedroom. Yeah, I'll follow. And as you do, she gets up to it and pushes it open, cautiously, sort of uh, trying to mute the noise as much as possible. And as it pushes open, you can see on the bed uh, heavy fur blankets and quilts. Bundled in a number of them is a young boy, currently beneath the covers, breathing quietly in sleep. When, so, assuming there was a wake and stuff, when would they have buried the boy if he died three days ago? Two. Would have taken time to prepare, would have made the coffin. If he was breathing shallowly, could he just have been buried alive and the abbess, like, had a vision of it? Whatever you think. <laughs> I can't. Well, no, because I'm, I'm thinking about him, like, if he, if he was in a, like, near comatose state, which is why they thought he was dead, which happened in medieval times. I mean, yeah. yes, this is a thing that could happen. Okay. Is, is his chest rising and, is he breathing? Yes. Distinctly so. I'm, I'm gonna take out a piece of silver and just check, because I have to. <laughs> what do you take out to do so? Um, probably just a small mirror. Just a what? A, oh, small, a small mirror. mirror. Yeah. Sure. You take it so, and the, as you do so, the Baroness turns to look at you, first slightly quizzically, but then shakes her head and then looks back. I too thought it was too convenient to wonderful to be true. Here we are. You'll pardon my way of thinking. I am not certain it was a meal, but I don't sense anything ill, and I'm certainly happy for you. She leaves the assuming this is what it fucking seems like in her head. Although maybe not seems like, because to her everything seems sinister. I don't know much but a miracle that could bring someone back from the dead. Did Truly. The, return them from the slumber. Did the abbess say anything? To my husband, yes. I He suggested I not leave the room for my own safety, which is foolish. I'm better with a blade than he is, but still, he is protective. When she arrived in the middle of the night, he was suspicious. You've not met her before. In passing, she is aloof, distant, doesn't even vi visit the village at all. Abbeys are often insular. <sighs> Where is your husband now? Managing the town, interacting with anyone who needs help, making sure that everyone is currently stationed where they need to be, hearing any difficulties ha being found. It's early in the day, so there shouldn't be too many yet, especially considering the aid you offered yesterday, so you should be stopping by before too long again. Excellent. I would like to speak with him about what transpired. Of course. It's it's something strange, and I hope there's no darkness to it. I've lived here too long to assume that kindnesses just happen, but... My companion, I don't know how to say it was mostly white mana. <laughs> I mean, I, Grimmel like, might not even know color theory at all. Yeah, but he said that, and that sounds good. <laughs> Did she say that, then? Like... <laughs> Whatever transpired did seem to be I'm uncertain of these magic sorts, but what he described as a white uh, mono, which is usually beneficial with something that, else. 
but so that's that's good then. He probably yes, but there was an undercurrent of something else. So there may be some hidden cost for it. Strangely, our paladin, or excuse me, he's they're not called paladins here. Uh, what's his? I mean, I guess he's just an inquisitor. He's an inquisitor, is his rank? Yeah. Our inquisitor found no signs of divine intervention. I suppose you don't need to know all of this. I apologize. No, it's it's good. Trusting strange fates implicitly is hazardous to your health in these parts. Indeed. Most anyway. I would give very much for this to be truly what it seems to be. I'll do what I can to put your mind at ease. She leaves out the hopefully and not murder your child again. <laughs> she leaves that part out. Although she's like, at this point, there's enough evidence that it's not terrible where she's like, maybe... But she has this terrible sinking feeling in her gut that's like, I'm probably going to have to murder this child. She turns sideways to look at you from the doorway, finally pulling her gaze away from her child. Thank you, Grimhild. This sort of wariness is always important, and I will be lacking it in these times, unfortunately. It is a matter you're close to. It's hard to stay completely objective in those cases. I thank all of you, both for whatever precedent you set and for anything you do for us. We've already done enough work to be welcome into the town at any time, but still, these times are troubling, and so it is good for there to be such signs in this line. And he'll nods, is like, doesn't know what to say, and then I guess leaves. <laughs> Grimhild doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. As, as you go to leave, she puts a hand on your shoulder and tightens it slightly. If this does end up being something that is not to be kept, I'm not a weak woman. I will never allow myself to be a weak woman. You tell me. I will pray, I will hope, I will live every dream available to me to make it not so. But if it is, you tell me. Nods. Good. It's high time more people in this village truly knew what it means to live in Stensia. But if there's a moment that I can have respite from it for a day, maybe for a life, but I'll take it. Anyway, I've taken enough of your time. I have things to attend to as well. Cannot be stuck in dreams forever, even if they seem to be true. Yeah. <laughs> Girl walks away. She doesn't know what the fuck. She's not great with me. <laughs> she just nods as you move away. She's been talking more, like, in the last two days than in a very long time. And as you walk away and she steals one last glance at the looking child, unless anyone else says anything in particular they'd like to do before the end of the session, I think that's a good place to call it. Mm, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine with me. It was good to be cool level. No, fuck off. Oh, okay. Good to know. I will let you know. You don't need to ask. No, I know. I was asking as a joke. <laughs> sure. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns? Nope. I want to know what happened. I am very concerned, but I have no <laughs> well, reason to. Yo, so I've been waiting for this shit for ages. <laughs> it wasn't. It could. I guess it could have been a flashback to unburial rights. But what does that fucking mean? <laughs> There's so much good shit. <laughs> Like, what does flashback ah. mean in fiction? <laughs> it means memories of a spell. <laughs> yeah, but why is it a yes. But why is it a? But then why is it a different color? <laughs> because it might have been pulled. What, what's the the one with the runes? Recursive rune recursion. The one that you pull a flashback back what into your hand. Repetition? Yeah, runic repetition into this after they discarded it from up. I don't know. This is stupid as hell. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. It gave you like a robotic warble to that axe, but that really helped with saying it's Yakmo. <laughs> 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 father of the sheep.
So with well, insular well, magic dude. jokes aside, unless anyone has any final thoughts, uh, this seems like a good end. I hope I don't have to murder this child. Uh, doesn't matter. Grove is probably going to murder the child, whether it was good or bad magic. For also, me. Jesus Christ, looking at this thing, your history check was two national 20s, yeah. even though it wasn't an advantage? Like, yes. if, you, if you had disadvantage, you still would have had a natural 20. Yes. Uh, also, Grove, if everything seems legit with the kid, then you and uh, Grimhead will actually be at odds for once. That's fine. There's yeah, reason but for how him do we get pissy. a kid raised from it. the dead that's not sketchy? Uh, I am there's, so there's, excited. I've been yeah. waiting for this shit for ages. <laughs> like, I get it. It's Which like magic. Isn't. It's less sketchy, but... There are legitimate resurrection spells. Like, yeah. Not that we know, and not that many people know, there, that are actually spells rather than holy magic. Wait, but doesn't that controversy? Oh, you're like, like you are, yeah, you're breaking up even worse than Yagma. <laughs> the father has taken you. Come back, escape, escape the phoresis. Completed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, understandable, but you still have a like crazy static. Have you stopped your horse porn torrents? Uh, Never. How could he do that to himself? <laughs> okay, have you stopped beating your wife? Kind of question. Alright, night internet. Night. <laughs> night internet. Next episode we find the grim monolith.